Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Justin Kinner with you here, and welcome to this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. The college basketball season is about to tip off here in less than a week, and it's going to be another exciting time for the Horizon League, as there are quite a few big-time non-conference matchups that we will all be keeping an eye on. We'll highlight some of those later on in the podcast. This week's show, I'll be joined by ESPN's Jordan Burnfield, who has done an amazing job calling the Horizon League games on ESPN's family of networks over the years. Now that the season is officially upon us, I thought now would be as good a time as ever to bring him on to highlight some of the bigger Horizon League storylines heading into the season. Here's my conversation with ESPN's Jordan Burnfield as we highlight some of the top storylines in the conference. Take a listen. I want to bring on a a friend of the podcast, a guy that uh, obviously has a lot of deep ties to the Horizon League. He's called games on ESPN for the Horizon League for years. He's a good friend, Jordan Burnfield. Jordan with ESPN, welcome, sir. How are you? Doing great, Justin. How are you? Not too bad. Anytime I hear your voice, that means, all right, it's basketball season, and uh, that's what's going on now. So I'm pretty jacked about that. I wanted to kind of just pick your brain on the overall your overall view of the league as we head into the season. I know it's the non-con portion coming up, but uh, obviously we now know kind of how the coaches and, and how the league kind of sorts these teams out. A lot of familiar teams up at the top of the Horizon League preseason rankings, but one that kind of caught a lot of people by surprise, and maybe it shouldn't have, your thoughts on Purdue Fort Wayne tied with Northern Kentucky uh, as the uh, you know tied for first in the preseason rankings. The job that John Kaufman has done since the Mastodons have come into the league has been fantastic. I'm a big fan of Purdue Fort Wayne. I'm a big fan of John Kaufman. Your uh, your thoughts on the Mastodons heading into this season in the Horizon League? Yeah, I'm a fan of of John and what Purdue Fort Wayne is doing as well. You know, having done this package for years, because Purdue Fort Wayne is new to the league. We haven't done a Purdue-Fort Wayne game yet, so I didn't really know John because, you know, you think about when they enter the league, it's during COVID, everything is shut down, we can't see anybody, et cetera, et cetera. So I really got to know him for the first time at the league's content day, you know, what was it, a month ago, and, boy, is he an impressive guy. And when you look at what Purdue-Fort Wayne brings to the table this year, Justin – I mean, you know how these polls get put together. It makes a lot of sense that they're at the top. They have so many guys coming back. You know, in college basketball today, I don't have to tell you, I mean, every year so many of these rosters are completely different, right? The transfer portal with guys just way more transient than they ever would be in the past. You really don't see a lot of teams return a lot of players. Purdue-Fort Wayne has all the top guys back, and so I think that – Given that, given that John has made them and this ascending team the last few years, you know, it makes a whole lot of sense that they're tied at the top. I mean, what Darren's done in Northern Kentucky, the fact that they're always there at the end, it should surprise no one that the Norths are near the top. But I think that Purdue Fort Wayne makes a whole lot of sense. So I'm really excited to see them play this year. They have a lot to play for. And getting to talk to, you know, Jared Godfrey and John and some of the guys that were at media day, it's like there's this sense about them that they know there's really no reason that they shouldn't be at the top of this. They know how hard it is going to be to get to the end in March, but they feel like there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to be there at the end of the year. And so I'm excited to see what they've got in store. 
Jordan, I love the non-con portion of the season. Obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot of strategy involved. There's a lot of games put on the schedule for these Horizon League programs to, to help ready themselves for conference play. You know, there's different philosophies out there. Some coaches like to put a lot of similar, they like to, to load it up with teams that are similar to the teams that they're going to play come conference time, like out of the MAC and some of these other mid-major conferences. And then there's others who load it up with the uh, high major programs. You know, Greg Campy has never shied away from, from loading up a non-conference schedule. That's for sure. Uh, and then Scott Nagy at a right state. I'm very familiar with the work that he does. You know, sometimes they don't even have a high major uh, opponent on that non-con. That's not the case this upcoming season. They're, of course, going to be taking on Louisville at Louisville. They also have Davidson coming in. You know, it's tough. You don't see a lot of big-time home non-conference matchups for Horizon League programs. I'm really intrigued by that. Uh, that's next Wednesday, I believe. Davidson coming to Wright State. That's big. Wright State at Louisville is big. How about uh, Northern Kentucky? They, they're hosting Cincinnati. I think that is huge. They're going to be at Washington State. And then Purdue-Fort Wayne, the Mastodons, you know, Coach Kaufman has put together a very good non-conference schedule. They open up on Monday night at the number 23 team in the country, Juwan Howard's, uh, you know, Michigan Wolverines. And then they're also going to be at Northwestern. I mean, these are some big-time non-con matchups, and I know I'm missing some others. But I like the top half of the league really challenging themselves in the non-conference. And I think sometimes it's just a, a good indicator of, okay, how do these teams stack up against some of the bigger programs in the country? And how are they going to match up come league time when we get there? I love the non-con for these very reasons right here. No doubt. I mean, look at last year, too. I mean, when Oakland went and beat Oklahoma State and when they've gone to Syracuse. And, you know, you see some of these Horizon League programs really willing to challenge themselves. And obviously there's mutual benefit when you get a home and home and things of that nature. So I agree with you. I mean, all these matchups are going to be fun to watch. I, you know, I look forward as a guy who lives in Chicago and lives close to Northwestern. I'm excited to see Purdue Fort Wayne come here and take on the Wildcats. So, you know, I think it's, um, I think it's great for the league. I think it's great that Davidson's going to the Nutter Center to play them. I think it's great that Cincinnati is willing to go, you know, across town basically uh, to play Northern Kentucky, this is this, the kind of stuff that should happen, but we know why often it doesn't happen. And so I like when, you know, some of the upper-level either mid-majors or power conference teams are willing to play other schools where there is a risk, obviously, but they see the forest through the trees, so to speak. And so I'm really happy – uh, that these matchups are happening, and it is often a measuring stick. I mean, the, the coaches are always going to say it's not, right? They're always going to say, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a game for us. We really want, you know, it's a good opportunity for the kids, blah, blah, blah. You know that they're still measuring themselves against these teams, and so I, I think it's fascinating, and really, as a fan of mid-major basketball the way that I am, I love it. I, I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm give kudos to both sides that they're willing to have these matchups and to do it. And, you know, this is how sometimes teams have to get exposure. And so I I really like it. I'm glad for it. And I do think we're going to get to learn some things about the Horizon League and the non-conference that should be beneficial as the season goes along.
We have ESPN, uh, ESPN's Jordan Burnfield hanging out with us here. He's called Horizon League games on the ESPN family and networks for years. Always excited to catch up with Jordan, especially as the season is officially upon us. Non-con getting set to tip off. We talked about some of the big non-con matchups for the top half of the league, of course. Um, you know what's interesting? A tidbit that I've noticed about the league is that, you know, you look at the teams who are projected at the top of the conference and the teams at the bottom, and this is not a shot at the teams at the bottom. But the teams at the top, Jordan, they all have tenured coaches. They all have experienced head coaches who have been with their respective programs for quite a few years now. Scott Nagy is, is uh, you know, one of the, the best coaches of all time at Wright State. Darren Horn has established himself since filling in for or replacing John Brandon years ago. Of course, we talked about Kaufman, who's been with uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne for many, many years now. And then, of course, I don't know if you've ever heard of Greg Campy, who's been around with Oakland for a few years, but uh, there he is, Calhoun at, at Youngstown State, of course. It is kind of cool seeing the teams in the upper half. They, they're established programs with established coaches it's good for the league and it's healthy because the league was a revolving door for coaches for a while and it's nice to see it kind of kind of calming down a bit and getting established well i agree with you and one of the things that i think is unique about the horizon league as compared to some of the other leagues is that they reside many of the schools almost all the schools in fairly large markets which i think is attractive to coaches especially on this level that you know, you can live in one of these cities. You're not necessarily having to make a career choice that would inherently be short-term if you're in a really small place trying to get out. They have comfortable places to live in bigger cities, and it makes these jobs attractive so that coaches will stay a lot longer. And So I think it's a great thing. And, you know, for recruiting purposes, for continuity in the program and being able to build something that is lasting, obviously, you know, you want all these things. I mean, Scott's done just a marvelous job at Wright State, obviously. I mean, you see it every day, Justin. You know, I know you're part of the broadcast team, and so you're, you're around what Scott has been able to build at Wright State for relatively short when you compare it to Greg <laughs> Campy, but certainly he's been around for years now. And, uh, you know, Greg being the stalwart and the – you know, the, just the, the presence that he is and obviously as successful as he's been at Oakland and, uh, you know, some of the other coaches you mentioned, it's really exciting. I, I think it's great. And, you know, like I said, I, these, are, these are markets that you want to be in. And it's good for recruiting. It's good for your lifestyle. If these are, you know, places where you want to have a family and, and from a professional standpoint, it's beneficial. So, you know, I think it's a really strong thing. And having to get – Having gotten to know a lot of these coaches over the years, you know, there's just really good people. And I know that it's easy for me to say that, but it's true because, you know, we, we, you and I deal with a lot of coaches, right? And so we don't have to say nice things about them unless it's true. <laughs> but in this case, they are really good people. And I really enjoy um, the, the friendships that I've been able to build with a lot of these coaches and, you know, the, the professional relationships that I've been able to build with them as well because, you know, these, these are good people, and I think Horizon League players would back that up, um, that they really enjoy playing for these guys. So, you know, it's, it's a really nice thing that the league has. Last couple of things. I know uh, 
you know, we're wrapping up here. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Northern Kentucky and Purdue-Fort Wayne both picked uh, as the preseason favorites heading in. Wright State comes in at number three. Wright State's an interesting uh, team, too. Uh, mainly, Jordan, because the fact that, you know, they were this was supposed to be a team that should have returned to Tanner Holden and the Grant Basile with the Trey Calvin and the main core that led them to the title last year and a win in the NCAA tournament and, and obviously hanging tough with number one Arizona in the first round. They lose, obviously, um, they, they lose Tanner Holden to Ohio State, Grant Basile to Virginia Tech, but they also bring in Amari Davis, a transfer from Missouri. And this is a local kid here in the city of Dayton who's fantastic. He actually, you know, freshman year in the Horizon League with Green Bay, averaged 16 points per game and did not only attempted, I'm sorry, four three-pointers the whole season. That's hard to do in today's basketball. I'm a big fan of his. Wright State's going to be an interesting team. They have some size. They have a lot of size. And Amari Davis was the biggest get, in my opinion, for Wright State in the offseason. We'll see what kind of role he plays uh, with the success of the team coming up this season. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with what you said. I mean, the, the the interesting thing about the league this year, you know, when you look at the top of it, obviously the last four or five years, it's been a lot of the same players at the top of the league, right? I mean, it's Wright State, it's Northern Kentucky. The last two years, with the marvelous job that Dennis Gates did at Cleveland State, it's been Cleveland State, and Oakland has sort of hovered near that upper echelon of the league. I mean, it's been those teams. We've seen Green Bay at times. Over the years, when they've had some really good years, they've been able to make the tournament. But, you know, Wright State has been that stalwart at the top. And why has that been? Well, Scott's done an amazing job of bringing in the kind of talent that can keep them at the top of the league and stay at Wright State, right? I mean, Loudon Love was there for his entire career and, you know, was one of the all-time great players at Wright State. He was sort of that linchpin and then bringing in all those guards around him, right, with Cole Gentry and Tanner Holden and all these different guys down the line. Well, this year, as you mentioned, you know, with Basile and Holden now gone, bringing in Amari is a huge pickup for Wright State, somebody that they needed to bring in. But Wright State is a different team. And I'm never going to question whether Scott Nagy can figure out a way to get Wright State back towards the top of the league because he's obviously – a long-time proven coach, and has shown that he can win with whatever he's got at Wright State. But this is going to be a fascinating year for them because there have been times when you'd look at their roster over the last five years and you'd say, well, they're guaranteed to be at the top. I think in the preseason poll, you put them near the top as a matter of respect because of what they've been able to do. And I still think they're going to be one of the better teams in the league, but it's going to be a different-looking team. And they're going to need some of these guys. And Trey Calvin has obviously been a huge player. He's going to have to have a great year for them to stay at the top of this league. So how they sort of fold these pieces in and how they manage this thing with two of their best players from last season wearing other uniforms is going to be fascinating. And I think it's one of the big storylines in the Horizon League going forward this year. All right, Jordan, send us out with this. ESPN's Jordan Burnfield, Antoine Davis. I think the league is blessed to have him back for another season. He, he's quite the talent. You don't see talents like him playing this league that often or for this long. Uh, it's definitely been a joy to watch him, especially getting to play for his dad at Detroit. I would love to see the team have success with him before he before he exits. But, man, uh, we, we've witnessed one of the best Horizon League players of all time, and we get another full season with him. Antoine Davis, the preseason player of the year, the favorite to win the, the player of the year for the league coming up. It'd be nice to see him in Detroit, who's also picked right there, kind of in the middle of things in the preseason rankings. I would love to see Detroit go on a run with him to send him out on top. 
Agreed. I mean, he, he's a phenomenal kid, too. I mean, Antoine is awesome, and Mike is such a pleasure to talk to, and you can't help but love that storyline with the two of them, right? I mean, I know that maybe that maybe that's, this is the, the broadcaster in me that just, you know, is a sucker for the story, but it, it is a great story. And obviously this is something that has been done at Detroit Mercy before, you know, when, when the McCallums were there, but, I mean, Antoine Davis is incredible. It, it's when you watch him play, and he's not a huge guy. I mean, he's he's thin, and he's not the tallest guy on the floor. But he plays with such incredible skill. The way that he's able to dominate these games is just amazing to watch, not only because of, you know, the fact that he is a great player, but because everybody knows that he's the focal point of the offense and that he is going to be the guy with the ball for every possession. And still teams can't stop him, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of the amazing thing about it. It's like when you're playing Detroit Mercy, you know exactly what you're getting. You know that Antoine Davis is going to be the facilitator of their offense and be their top option to score on every possession. And no one can stop him. I mean, he's, he's a marvelous player. I mean, he, he may end up uh, the all-time leading scorer in the league now. And he is just such a fun player to watch. And he makes Detroit Mercy, frankly, must watch basketball because you just don't know on a given night if he's going to score 40 points. I mean, when we had him last year, you know, he's trying to pass the Detroit Mercy all-time scoring record. And we knew that he was after, I don't remember exactly the moment, but I know he was going to have to score like 30-something points to get there. And he did it, and he dominated the first half where you felt like he was going to get a chance to do it and then, you know, was able to pass the record. So, you know, when, when you have a guy that could go for 40 any night, it's just so much fun to watch. And I am someone who roots for great players to achieve great things. And so it'd be great to see him, you know, finish his career with as much ascension as he can have because he's earned it. He's put the work in. You know, it would be easy for a kid like him to come play for his dad and to feel like he's on easy street but that kid works his tail off to be great, and uh, I would love to see him have a great final season. All right, ESPN's Jordan Burnfield. He's called Horizon League games on ESPN's Family and Network for years. I always love talking Horizon League basketball with Jordan, and uh, ESPN has quite the lineup for ESPN. Or, uh, ESPN has quite the lineup for the Horizon League this coming up season as well. Jordan, always fun talking with you. I'm excited that the college basketball season is here, and uh, looking forward to, to seeing you all over the place on ESPN this upcoming basketball season. So best of luck, and thank you. Yeah, so thank you. I'll see you this season, and you love talking Horizon League basketball with me. I love talking Horizon League basketball with you, so I'm fired up about it. All right, good stuff. Jordan Burnfield with ESPN. Always great uh, catching up with him. I'm Justin Kenner. This has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Make sure that you are uh, telling your friends about us. You're subscribing and downloading to the Reach the Horizon podcast in your Apple iTunes and Google Play Store. Um, and keep in mind, because of that, every Thursday we will be releasing a new episode. We're going to have two episodes uh, this week. Uh, so be keeping an eye out and an ear out uh, for our conversation uh, with the head coach of the Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodons, Coach John Kaufman. Uh, that will be released here shortly as well. Uh, excited to be releasing two episodes this week as we uh, officially kind of open up the season. So excited to be doing this podcast. I love working with the league. I love the coaches and the players and uh, just the media members around the conference as well. And excited to be bringing you uh, a new a new show.
each and every week. So make sure you keep an eye out for it each and every Thursday throughout the men and women's college basketball season. Until next time, this has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League.